Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Escapist Corner. Um, today we're going to talk and meet uh, Daniel Sheffy. Uh, it's a pretty long uh, episode and we would have been doing this for hours, but uh, uh, we had some technical issues. Uh, we assumed it was uh, an essay or something that cut us off because we got very sensitive in our uh, to very sensitive topics. Um, now we're talking um, a lot about like the difference between uh, the the CrossFit uh, between CrossFit and uh, let's say the global gym, and um, some very good uh, insights in what uh, CrossFit is now trying to do, at least in um, with their lobbying to to the EU, and uh, it is to um, yeah make us. Uh, be qualified as health providers instead of, um, yeah, instead of uh, health, um, fitness providers. So in that case, um, we we will not be as affected in uh, future lockdown because uh, yeah, these kind of Corona lockdowns will probably uh, occur more often in the future than we want to. Um, yeah, we, we talk about uh, some other like sensitive topics about COVID-19 and and um, yeah, how important it is to have your health on your point and um, yeah, like uh, Daniel Shafi, if you don't know him, he's uh, he is uh, the owner of three affiliates in, in France. Um, and he has two in Paris and one in Bordeaux. And he is, um, um, yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's an entrepreneur. He used to work um, uh, high up in the fitness first uh, um, yeah, in the corporate. And um, then he shifted to CrossFit because um, he saw that their product didn't help people and he also saw it on, on himself he, he was training he was going to the gym but he didn't get healthier and then he stumbled across uh, CrossFit and uh, that kind of changed his life and uh, now he has uh, you know I, I don't know I think he has like 35 to 40 coaches and uh, in these affiliates he runs the French throwdown he's the country uh, representative for France so he he's the spokesman for CrossFit and in France um, but obviously all these uh, CrossFit guys in Europe they are uh, very interconnected in what they're doing um, so I think we everyone gets a very good insight in what CrossFit is up to in this episode and uh, yeah yeah I mean Daniel has a huge amount of energy and uh, uh, I hope this kind of uh, this could uh, spread to us uh, to us listeners as well. Um, okay, um, again, it would mean the world to me if you would share this to someone, or you know, just take those extra five seconds and rate this podcast. Um, yeah, um, let us know what you think. Okay, happy listening, guys. Bye. All good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. busy. Busy times. Um, yeah, not not all for the right reasons, right? But yeah, um, yeah. 
I can't wait for the boxers to get back to coaching um, so they leave me alone. They <laughs> 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 got too much time on their hands. Yeah, yeah. How you got? How you guys doing up north? You good? Well, good. Um, yeah, it's been a mix, mixed bag of things, right? Um, so specifically here in Berlin, things are a little bit... Um, a bit different. It's like federal federal country, so different states have different regulations and different uh, setups. So for us, at the moment, we're still close, not allowing um, to do indoor training, but we are allowed to do outdoor training. So in a way, with a maximum still, of four people, right? Is that right? Uh, eight people with a coach eight involved, people, so eight people okay. all together. So that's one makes no, okay, okay. Yeah, groups of seven is perfectly fine. It's good so far. We've been able to do that since uh, it's been a week today. So good. Right. Okay. Well, it's a start, right? The seven, the groups of seven is a start, but um, yeah, depends on your business model as to whether that's going to be enough to keep you guys afloat or not, right? So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a lot. Um, actually, what we did, we 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 pivoted to uh, putting all our members on online personal training. Um, right. So everyone, everyone has been busy. Like our coaches have been very busy with <laughs> taking right. care of uh, our members and. Yeah. Uh, and we have been able to create like these success stories now with all the members too uh, over the time. That's really so, good. How, how many yeah. sessions do they get a week or a month? Uh, we have we, we we had like initial uh, where we said yeah three to four sessions a week per member. At the uh, like this recording their um, their regular membership they just yeah everyone got the same. But um, then we've been quite honestly just. Uh, giving them whatever they've been requesting um so uh, some some guys have like you know almost every day and wow. uh and then we have some some others they have you know twice a week only and they say yeah. that's perfect they just want that's to have like a them. mobility program to start with and they do the same thing for one week and then we shift and so on so um yeah i mean uh, it's pretty uh, cool to see how how many have increased their capacity like we i don't know we got like two two members posting yesterday they did like the lifetime prs in 5k runs and stuff like that so it's it's pretty pretty cool like it would have yeah no no one of them snatch at home though right um. <laughs> i think no one grab a barbell in the last two months so it's going to be uh quite a change when, yeah. they, when that happens <laughs> and from a business perspective then classes here at the box our box are eight people per class so that's a normal size right one. So, so it's normal size okay, good. Um, one less is works perfectly fine yeah, yeah and indoors or outdoors if you guys got a car park and stuff that you can use no no. no, actually, we are in a pedestrian street, which is public space, but we're not allowed to use that as public space, so we have to move 50 meters away to the park. Which, uh, if it's 50 meters, it's fine, right? It's not like yeah, it's not like walking walking 800 or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, actually, we're two, uh, we're training two kilometers from here, I think. Um, right. But our PTs, uh, PT clients are here, kind of close close by, but yeah, it, it's definitely different. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I would I would say we 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 already hit the record button. Um, oh, okay. Uh, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> well, then become more official. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But but I'm always like, hey, I'm I'm impressed from from your Corona hairstyle. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's I don't the, think it's no no hairdresser for for three months, man. But I it, shaved, it's I not too I shaved my head actually in the first like week and um, <laughs> I was supposed to like leave a, a little bit of a fuzz, but um, 
I, I'd never shaved it before, and the razor had this plastic heading, and it wasn't it wasn't grabbing the hair. So I took the plastic heading off, and I went <laughs> like that, and it's like made a hole here, but it's still there. I got this one off. So I'm like, okay, fuck it, let's take take it all off. So I just shaved it all off. So it's, it's not it's, okay. Three months is fine. I got it. Yeah. yeah, but it's um yeah. It's like it's like women. They need to find it. Um, yeah, they need to go to the beauty parlor. We got to go 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 get a haircut. Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, here is like yeah, I don't know. It's a big, it's a big theme. The, the fact that the hairdressers, I mean, there's been discussions about when are they going to be open. I'm, I'm like, oh, what? This is like, why hairdressers? I mean, this is huge. Not, it's not my priority. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. yeah. Um, it's um, I, I don't know whether the 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 sensation in Germany is the same as in France, but there's a huge amount of frustration now um, because there's a there's a growing sense that it was kind of like uh, already what lack of planning by the governments and um i mean germany is quite an exception because you guys have had relatively low death rates yeah um but you've tested massively whereas the rest of uh western nations haven't had the means in place to test massively and have had huge numbers i mean uh, well, supposedly huge numbers i mean how many how many people would have died anyhow of, of of you know uh whatever whatever chronic disease and it's just precipitated the disease but The numbers, the numbers are disproportionate compared to what's happened in Germany. Um, and so, you know, closing down a country for like three months for, you know, 0.01% of the population is, 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 is pretty radical. Pretty It's radical. quite an issue. I've, I've, I've read a couple of reports, a couple of news now that um, the consequences of it, I mean, what you were saying, people are dying from this disease and when the, the one death is, is death is as hard as it is, but we're seeing a spike in rates of uh, uh, suicidal, uh, suicide deaths or suicide, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, many others. So what, what's the limit? But it's going to be the lowest year for deaths from um, cardiorespiratory disease, yeah. uh, type 2 diabetes, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, heart attacks, uh, cancers, um, so people with low immune, uh, uh, immune systems. Um, Uh, literally, uh, there, was a, there was a graph published by, I can't remember the name of the guy, but, um, uh, he's, he's a statistician and he, was, he, took the, he took from the last two months in the US and the figures on deaths by chronic disease are the lowest they've been in, 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 in decades um, because everything's being bundled under uh, COVID. So when we say, you know, yeah. they're dying of COVID, well, are they dying of COVID or are they dying of one of the many diseases they were, they've been carrying for a long time? I think the biggest message here is, you know, being unhealthy and being fat is a very dangerous state of affairs. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just that now it's being, it's being highlighted. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, putting that, putting that into the conversation, because you just, um, two things I would like to, how is the, the impact of COVID in, in France, uh, as you've seen in a general population and how is it on the, on the specific CrossFit, uh, world? What has it well, been the biggest impact? In the general population, they're kind of like um, France is run. Uh, they they kind of run France like as if Paris is France. So the government kind of like dictate laws and legislations um, from what they they're living within Paris. Um, and I obviously have a box in Paris, and I, well, I have two boxes in Paris and one down in one down in Bordeaux. So I see both how both populations have lived the confinement. I went up to Paris uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and in Paris they're living the confinement strictly. I mean, it's 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 pretty full on. Um, so it's masks, it's, you know, social distancing, you know, people are even more unfriendly than usual, you know, uh, even the dogs shitting on the sidewalk, stay away, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. it, 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 they're, they're living it. I mean, um, full on because they're, they, they, they're being bombarded by media 
that's creating some sort of frenzy, you know, um, and, um, and, and also because there's just such a high density of uh, law enforcement. So the, the, the shutdown was enforced, you know, every major act within Paris had police on it and were stopping people asking them why they're moving, why they're going, you know, um, you know, where, where are they running to, you know, where do they live and all this kind of stuff. And then in Bordeaux and the other cities outside of Paris, um, so I'm, I'm in, we're in the Southwest. Um, the shutdown was like a two month vacation, you know, paid vacation for most people, but not for, uh, not for entrepreneurs. It was, you know, it's time that every week that goes past, you're going closer and closer towards bankruptcy. Right. Um, but for, for, so for people working for the government, it's fine because they're paid full salary teachers, et cetera, paid full salary to do like no work. I mean, teachers were giving like one class a day, you know, by zoom or something, uh, but getting on full salary. So for them, it was like having an extended summer holiday. Uh, unemployed people love it because, uh, hey man, even even their family are at home now. They don't have to go to work, so they're not alone. You know, sitting on the couch uh, eating Pringles and watching Netflix. They've got the whole family there. It's like having Christmas vacation, but with the sun out. Yeah. And then the sun the sun was shining for a good part of the confinement. So it was like you know, you could smell barbecue every day. Um, and then you know, at like six p.m., you'd have a neighbor go, hey, you know, drinks time. You know, and the other guy say, yeah. I'm coming. You know, it's like, yeah. guys, it's, it's meant to be a sorry. It's meant it's to be a confinement. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was like, seriously, I've shut my business for this. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you've banned, you've banned my business model. So you, yeah. you, you've made my business illegal, right? Yeah. What is, what is my business? My business is bringing people together. That's what we do in CrossFit, right? Yeah. Um, so for the 620 boxes or affiliates in, in France, um, we, it was literally made illegal. CrossFit was made illegal. Yeah. You know, um, what are we excellent in? We're excellent in bringing people together. To train them, we're actually in bringing in bringing coaches together to uh, upskill them. Um, that that's what we do, and so uh, not allowed by 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 not not being allowed to bring people together, our business model is literally made illegal. And then obviously boxes, we have a bricks and mortar uh, business, right? You know how many boxes we're doing online programming? Not that many. How many we're doing Zoom classes? I don't think any. I think you know. Sorry, just one second. I'll just close the door. The, the 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 difficulty of having a cleaning lady, right? Um, you don't do the you don't do the, the hooking, but you don't seem like you love it. Give me a, a second. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful, but she doesn't she doesn't um, doesn't quite understand. Uh, I think mean, because she because she sees me sitting at home, she thinks I don't work, you know. But um, yeah. she, she's lovely. Oh, that it. laser fucker uh, is home again. Yeah, Jesus Christ, what's he doing? You know, it's two o'clock, you know. What happened to the nine to five? Um, <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about, but um, uh, I think I was saying something interesting. I can't remember. <laughs> no, but uh, we're, we're basically being um, forced to close uh, all the bricks and mortar yeah, facilities. So when, and, yeah. When, when, yeah, uh, when your business model is run around bricks and mortar, and um, so you, you've got rents or you've got uh, bank loans, because if you were lucky enough to purchase your location, right? I mean, 95 to 99% of box owners rent and will have relatively high rents because that's, we don't have machines, but we need open space. And when you say open space, you have relatively high rent. So our model, not only was it made illegal, but it's a, it's a very expensive, illegal model to have. Um, and uh, obviously in France, I don't know about other, other countries, I don't know the details, but in France, there was no help on rent, for example. Mm. So the government said, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that rents are suspended. When you hear the word suspended, okay, well, does that mean like we don't pay them? Then that's yeah. fine. Then, okay, it takes a big thorn out of my side. I'm not going to be paying. So on my three locations, I pay 84,000 euros a month in rent. 
close me down for three months. Well, that's like a quarter of a million euros that have just been up in smoke, right? Um, oh, and so when they say suspended, you're going, okay, well, what's the definition of suspended? And then you find out like 10 days later, the suspended is basically, oh, they can't charge you the rent for the time that you're obliged to be closed, but they can charge it as soon as you open. Yeah. So you're going to have a quarter of a million euros of rent that lands on your lap for something that you didn't exploit or use. Saying that's not, you know, that's not the right way to do it. You know, that's not the, if you're going to, if you're going to uh, force me to close, have a plan in place, have an idea. Um, so there's a, there's a huge amount of frustration within the affiliate community here in France. Um, at how it's been, um, at how entrepreneurs have been dealt with, because obviously being a box owner, we don't belong to big group. So we don't have, uh, financial institutions financing us, or we don't have, uh, CVs and venture capitalists, uh, VC companies financing us. We're basically, you know, mom and pop shops that have put their balls on the chopping block and their life savings to open up something. Um, and you're literally the only part of society that's had no help. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, you get no support. Um, so as a small business, you're allowed, you get up to 1,500 euros in support, which is it's laughable. Yeah. 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 It's peanuts. It's peanuts. So there's, there's a, a big amount of frustration at the moment. So we started deconfinement on the 11th of May with groups of up to 10. So very similar to what you guys are doing. So it's nine plus one coach, mm. um, which is pretty good. Um, in outdoor spaces, but the country has been separated into different regions. So you have green regions where like there are no clusters anymore. So it's okay. Green. So we'll still do outdoor training and stuff. And then there are the red regions where you can do outdoor training, but there are no outdoor spaces open. So all the parks are closed. Like Paris is a red region. I have two yeah. boxes in Paris saying you can, you can train outdoors, but you can't train in any parks or any gardens. Yeah. But, okay. So we're training on, we're training in the street, Yeah. you know? Um, so it's yeah. something you can possibly do for two weeks because it's, better than just doing zoom classes. And so your members are happy already. So you're giving them a bit more, but longer than that. And people are going to start getting impatient and you know, it's going to, yeah. so it's not a, it's not a, a, a particularly good situation for anybody. Um, and we've been lobbying the government. So we've been writing letters, um, yeah. to the minister for sport and, um, we've written a template with, uh, Brett, uh, uh, who works for HQ. He's, he's the lobbyist in Washington and he represents, uh, across its interests. Yeah. Um, towards uh, the U.S. government, but he's also now helping in Europe, and uh, he's starting to do stuff with the European Union. He's starting to do stuff with the French government, and he's helped us to write a letter that we we've made available now to affiliates here in in France. Mm. And if they want to, they take the template and they personalize it, and we give them the email box that we're going to drown out, which belongs mm. to the right hand man of the Minister for Sports. Mm. And uh, so the idea is that this guy understands that CrossFit is not the same as I, I tried gym and I, I tried this I, I don't know if this uh, would work uh, I I mean I, I haven't <laughs> seen any results yet but I I I've been uh, tagging uh like the the senator for sports in in Germany on LinkedIn yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah I've published uh, like our our appeal also to to the German, uh, to the Berlin Senate, and so on. Again, it's yeah. like state issue more here. So some states, yeah. it's, it's uh, they are already opened, but not in in our state. And um, this is uh, mainly due to um, uh, malpractice, I would say, on our governmental uh, system le level. Yeah, system because they they simply don't have 
the interest to help the the yeah the citizens so i write i write uh, i write instances here that are you know doing the controlling and, and giving our fines if we would uh, put out the equipment now um and we basically write them and they 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 write back but like with zero interest of helping out like zero interest in in, in looking at the actual letter you sent so they, they don't yeah. read, read it through or anything they just yeah. say like these are the laws and we can't uh, give you any uh give you any what's it called um special uh treatment special yeah. favors yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, and yeah. i i'm like okay fine but who should i contact who can i call because we I'm have saying, we, well, it, it's me but i can't do anything for you <laughs> yeah but yeah but like we we can we have a paper where we say this is the standards we want to hold uh yeah. so people can uh safely train without contaminating yeah. uh, each other and we yeah. would be safer than any restaurant coffee shop or hairdresser or any kind of business out there because um, we basically could uh, at least like we look at uh, our personal training clients we could offer 100 square meters per person <laughs> like yeah how- yeah totally yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and but that's that's where um by being by being uh, dumped into the same uh, sort of category as a globo gym, um, we're we're being treated like them. And I, I mean, if I'm if I'm the minister for sport and I'm about to dictate policy for globo gym, and then apply it to a crossfit gym, well, then we're going to end up with a policy of oh, you can only have you know one person per you know per thirty square meters, uh, and um, the team has to be there to disinfect all the equipment and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's like well. Um, we're not the same at all. And uh, as you're saying, we have a booking system so we can control who comes in. We can reduce the bookings to seven people for the class, nine, 15, whatever you tell us to do. Yeah. We can also uh, limit the space. We can actually, we're not limited by machines that are, that are, that are, that are put down on the floor. We, we, we don't have to share equipment or anything. Exactly. It's small equipment that can be disinfected before and after use. Yeah. We can do classes every 75 minutes. So you do a 60-minute class and there's a 15-minute uh, handover to mm. clean equipment, make sure the group leaves before the next group comes in. Most boxes have different doors. So you can have one door to come in and then the other door to go out so they're not crossing over. I mean, there's, uh, and, it's, uh, and obviously the difference between a Globo is that it's coached from beginning to end. So if a coach mm. says stand there, you stand there. You know, and if you're not abiding by the rules, well, hey, man, you, know, you, you, you can't book your classes anymore. So yeah. it's very different to a Globo where... They live on they live on overpopulation. Yeah. The global gym knows that they can only serve maybe a thousand members, but they're going to sell six thousand twenty euro memberships. Yeah. They live on overpopulation, whereas a CrossFit gym doesn't. We live on serving those that are that are that have joined, um, and they live on free access to equipment. Mm-hmm. So they 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 basically just rent out equipment. We don't. We coach, and those mm-hmm. are the things that um, the politicians and and the, the 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 people that are that are legislating need to understand. So how can we get that message across and and also, it's important to get that message across, but for them to understand that it's a message coming not from just you or me, but it's coming from 600, on a second, 620 uh, affiliates in France. And in those 620 affiliates, you've got several hundred members in each affiliate. And there, there all of a sudden, you've got a volume of electorate. Yeah. And that's when lobbying works, is when these guys understand that there's a volume of electorate. Um, and so um, that's, that's why we've decided to go this route, where we're doing a template. And it's one email box that's as close as we can get to, to God, if you want to call the Minister for Sport <laughs> God. You know? And we're just going to drown that email box. And it's yeah. just going to be about um, uh, deconfining CrossFit, deconfining CrossFit. 
Um, and so we're, we're going we're gonna to lobby for that. And then the second thing we're going to lobby for is not to be under the Ministry for Sport. Um, yeah. We want to get we, we want to get lobbed into um, uh, the Minister for Health, such yeah. as phys- physios and osteopaths yeah. are legislated for under the Minister for Health. Um, so several reasons. One is if you're under the Minister for Health, obviously they understand more of what we're trying to do. Minister for Sport, um, they look after the local judo club that's run by the town hall. They look after the local tennis club that's run by the town hall. And yeah. then um, they just think that private health clubs are either uh, specific yoga classes or they're globos. Um, whereas health understand, you know, functional movement uh, a lot more. And also VAT is a lot lower in health. Okay. So we pay 20% VAT at the moment because we're lobbed into, uh, uh, we're, we're thrown in with the fitness crowd. Um, whereas in the health crowd, VAT is 5.5. Five. Yeah. So obviously That's that difference, difference. of 14.5 is a huge difference at the end yeah. of the year, someone's <laughs> P&L, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, Christ, you know, some guys, you know, some guys margin over the year will be like, five seven percent well all of a sudden you're going to 20 21 percent if you're on five percent already um that that makes a huge difference to what they they can give a service so um so those are the things we're we're looking to angle at at the moment in france um and i I exchange a lot uh you guys know mac right uh marcus mclean yeah yeah and um i mean we we talk all the time every single day and um and we we so whatever works best in one country we'll try and apply in another and stuff so Mm -hmm. um so it's, it's, yeah, at the moment, this is new ground for us, um, lobbying at a distance. I mean, I've been to the Senate a few times to lobby. Yeah. Um, I was mainly lobbying for, for CrossFit to try and get into schools and to, to be introduced as an option for phys- physical education for the schools. Yeah. Um, and we, we just came up against, I mean, just a brick wall of, yeah, yeah. of miscomprehension. And, um, it's and, ignorance yeah. at the end of that, no? I mean, we just uh, like, yeah. we, we have this discussion all the time, and what you were saying, we are just under the umbrella of fitness, and we are just categorized and managed just in the same way as a global gym here, five thousand people uh, yeah. in X amount of square meters. So people really, a government level, normal people either don't really understand what CrossFit is and what is it that we're doing. Yeah. Well, they don't well, understand they, well, fitness. They, that, that's the problem. Well, so what what I've seen is well, they they know. can't define it most of most of the yeah. time, right? So how can they understand it? They can't define it. Yeah. So so we. And this is kind of where, where I think America, uh, in one sense, uh, has, has a bit easier lever in that sense that um, people can sign up for, uh, you know, uh, for a CrossFit program or a, a personal training or nutrition and so on, mm-hmm. because they actually save money uh, on their insurance. On health, on health on insurance, health. yeah, totally. Exactly. Totally. So, yeah. So for for an American to to put like a couple of hundred euros or dollars into a fitness or like uh, into CrossFit that really helps them with their health, yeah. that actually means they're saving thousands of, of bucks well, a year. But also, and, you know, and here we're still paying we're sp- still paying taxes, so people yeah. don't understand. Like uh, you know, uh, yeah, why should France, I why should I have to why should I have to pay for membership when I'm already paying my taxes to cover my 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 health insurance, right? That's kind of uh, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. then, then the government is the decider suddenly, like what is mm-hmm. healthy and what's not. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and if we look at the government in, um, I mean, um, I don't know the politicians in in uh, France except for Macron maybe, but um, we look at the German Senate <laughs> uh, or uh, or Berlin Senate, and I can't tell you by like without hesitating. Like every member in our box is fitter than anyone <laughs> in yeah. that place. Well, 
Well, I mean, um, okay, so in France, there have been 30,000 uh, COVID deaths just underneath. In the UK, over 30,000 COVID deaths, uh, et cetera. I mean, Spain, huge amount of COVID deaths. Italy, a huge amount of COVID deaths. Um, uh, Holland, uh, a large amount of COVID-related uh, deaths. Um, how many uh, active members of a CrossFit gym have died from, from, from this? Do you know any? I don't know any, and I've spoken to several hundred affiliates in the last couple of weeks. I, and there's I a single affiliate who could say, I have a member who's died from this. We had one member who went into um, uh, uh, intensive care. He came out, and as soon as he came out, he called me, and he said, I want to fucking thank you, because if I hadn't been training with you for the last four years, I would have died. Yeah. That was the only guy that I know. Who, 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 who suffered from, 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 from bad, bad symptoms from this COVID. Um, yeah, I, I, and, he, only, and he didn't pass yeah. the, the only story I heard was uh, from New York, which I, 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 I can't even say if this is a true story because this is just a, a meme almost. So it was a, a, a CrossFitter, 35-year-old nurse. Uh, yeah, and she worked in a hospital and got mm. COVID and, and uh, died. Again, I don't know the background of anything, I don't, but, I don't know. but yeah. again, uh, who who knows? Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's always. Um, but as you say, I haven't I haven't heard like in our affiliates group here in Germany. I haven't seen anyone saying like, "Hey, sh uh, like a ten, uh, <laughs> like a shitload of my members are now in intensive care." Yeah, or there was, anything, there, was so. a, there was a there was a box up in Colorado where every member. Caught COVID. I mean, like it's like like ninety percent of the members caught COVID because there was a physician who was in the box, who was training in the box, and he actually he was actually patient zero in the box. He spread it to everyone else. Um, not any of them had very severe symptoms. You know, loads had hallucinations and pains and all this kind of stuff, but no one ended up in hospital. Um, why? Because their 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 immune system was more resistant. Right, it's as simple as that. And um, you look at all the statistics coming out of New York, uh, where where they've been studying and they've been following this pretty damn closely since day one. Um, you have a fact of comorbidity. So people that, people that are passing away with COVID-related uh, symptoms um, have a, a comorbidity factor of 2.7. So they're carrying 2.7 diseases uh, with them in life on a daily basis. COVID comes along and smacks them on the back of the head and precipitates their death. 2.7. Yeah, if your if 40% body mass is, 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 is body fat, 40% or more, you're 6.7 times more likely to end up in intensive care than someone who's not obese. I mean, these are, these are, this is what the government should be focusing on uh, for the medium long term. And they should be saying, you know, Savan said it the other day in a podcast. He said, I would rather focus not on being someone who doesn't cut, catch the, 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 the virus. I'd rather focus on being someone who catches it and, and can, the, can handle it. Because I'm surviving Yeah. Um, and that's what the government should be doing is how can we make our population, whether it's 70 million people, or whether it's 200 people in a box, how can we make them more resistant to, because today it's COVID, yeah. COVID-19. What's it going to be tomorrow? COVID-20, 21? What's it going to be in, in two years' time? You know, The only reason Ebola didn't spread further was because it was in rural areas of Africa where there, was, there wasn't transport, um, there wasn't international flights, there wasn't international airport. That's the only reason Ebola didn't go out and kill millions of people. Um, and and we, we just weren't that... I'd say uh, lucky in the Western world uh, this time. It's the first time it's come to Europe this massively, and our our, our governments are being caught uh, totally unprepared. You know, totally yeah. unprepared.
How do you see it now, um, having all this information, having the, the reactions and how the whole situation has unfolded in the last couple of months? Uh, I know we're in, kind of, it's super hard to just see the bright light at the end of the tunnel and see, okay, what's going to be next? But do you see or do you feel like this whole episode that we're talking about, the, the guys that survive, the guys that don't have an issue are the ones that are fitter or healthier? Do we see like a, do you see a, a growth in CrossFit or an ask for fitness for getting better, for getting healthier in the normal population? Or is it just going to be, oh, you know what? I survived this one. Fuck the rest and whatever happens next. Favorite people pushing doors to fitness clubs and health clubs and stuff. Um, to be honest, let's, yeah. I mean, who's, who's got a body mass index of 40% and doesn't know that it's fucking unhealthy? Yeah. You know, I mean, did, did they really need COVID to come and, to come and shake them up and say, hey, man, this isn't good for you? They knew it already, right? Um, they're the type of population that will keep making excuses until they have a heart attack and then they go, oh my God, you know, I saw the white light, now I'm shitting my pants. I'm not going to see my kids grow up. Well, I mean, if they haven't seen the light already and they haven't pushed the door, it, I, 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 will it accelerate? Yeah, it may accelerate some. But honestly, you know, I, I, I might appear really, um, uh, how to say, uh, uh, not, not very uh, patient or accepting. Yeah, but, you know, you, if someone's you, not looking yeah. after themselves, you know, I mean, we can talk freely, right? I mean, I don't know who I mean, if, 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 if you, you already with. got there to the 40%, you're done. Kind of, it's, it's a bit yeah. more about the other guys. Okay, maybe that's my end point, or maybe it just changed you know, now. I, I, feel, I feel more sympathy and empathy towards the older generation that have been lied to for ages and, and for, for decades saying that decrepitude is part of growing old yeah. um, and illness is part of growing old. It's not. Yeah. Illness uh, is illness. Growing old is old. They're two separate things. It's just, you know, your body becomes less resistant and you can, you know, the fountain of youth, we have it. We have, we have the closest thing to the fountain of youth. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, it, it just serves the purpose of so many different lobbies to make right. people believe that as you grow old, you have to become decrepit and you have to become weak and be susceptible to dying uh, when, you, when you contract a, a COVID. I feel more sympathy for them than some guy who's 30 years old and he, he's out of breath after walking up 10 steps. Yeah. Dude, you know, um, you know, no one's forcing you to stick that food in your face. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, well, that, that, that's, uh, I, again, I, um, this is big just because I'm so much more sympathetic than you. No, I'm frustrated. I've been talking I, to these people for, for 30 years yeah. trying to get them to move. Yeah. And, I, you know, you, no, no, you but, hear uh, the same excuses time and time again. Yeah. yeah. You know? no, no, but uh, I, I still feel, feel sympathy because. The same thing with these people is like you, um, again, it's, um, it's again, this, uh, there's no like main conspiracy in that sense, but it's just everything out there in media, uh, but also, um, you know, big food is simply yeah. uh, giving everyone the green light just no it's fine it's fine to be that and and you yeah. uh, you already have yeah. like uh, so many excuses now and and mm. people are also so fragile that they, they can't even um you know it's not it's not politically correct to say yes like you say hey, like dude, hey it's being, not okay being, to be fat <laughs> a human being was not designed to be carrying you know 30 40 kilos of excess body mass it just, it just wasn't designed to do that. You know, you're putting too much strain on your system. Of course, you're going to weaken your system. I mean, did you see the, 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 um, the scandal about, you know, the singer Adele? Did you, did you see that? Well, she's lost like, I don't know how many kilos. And she's yeah. looking, she's looking, you know, she's looking pretty fit, you know, and uh, she's very proud. She's, she's worked hard. She looked after nutrition. She's training, et cetera. Um, and so she said, you know, I'm really proud. Here's my new body. And she put a, she put a, a photo up of her. 
you know, yeah. no, um, saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't go under the surgeon's knife. This is just, this is just me making wiser choices and deciding to look after myself. And the amount of, uh, people that slagged her off saying, Oh, you know, by saying that you feel better and this is better to be like this, you're actually saying that being fat is bad. Dude, shaming. Being fat yeah. is bad. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it's not fat change. It's like, fat is bad. It's, it's, you know, um, being fat is not helping anybody, you know? Um, and if, yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. How can you, oh, how you, right. you, you've got to, um, uh, at the end of the day, the only one who can make the decision is the person themselves. And, and they, make, they make a decision between, they don't make a decision between what I want uh, to, to achieve and my situation now. They make a decision between fear, you know, my fear of change or my fear of what's going to happen to me if I continue on this course. And until they become conscious that being, you know, 30% uh, body fat, well, what do you, what's going to happen if you don't start making the right, right decision? You're going to go to 35, and then you're going to go to 40, and then you're going to have type 2 diabetes, and then you're going to be freaking medicated every day of your life, and then you've got to avoid certain things, and then you, you know, you're going to be out of breath. You can't pick your kids up when they want to, you can't play football with your son, you know, or, you know, um, you, 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 you to, see your, to see your own dick, you've got to look in the mirror. I mean, you know, that, that's, that, that sort of, if that doesn't scare you into acting, Nothing's going to scare you into acting. You know? I'm, th I'm thinking um, th this is, uh, again, this um, misperception that people have is that, uh, again, you said that with the growing old, the people population growing old. And I, I had this discussion with my mother-in-law the other day. She turned 70. And I watch said, out with this one. And, and I, I said, um, you know, we were talking as, you know, you could be stronger, like in five years, if we start training now, you could be stronger yeah. than you were when you were 35. Like, Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah. you, could, you could be, you know, having another 10, 15 years where you can climb any mountain, mountain more or less. Um, yeah. But you, can, you, can, you can walk upstairs. You yeah. can live independently. You don't need someone to come and wipe your ass. Uh, or, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right. You're totally and, right. And uh, I mean... Uh, I also had a discussion here with uh, one of our members. He said, "Like, because um, he, he is like, hey, uh, uh, dude, you're you're a lot of CrossFit, like, uh, and I like everything you do, but uh, you you talk a lot about like the CrossFit, uh, uh, let's say, uh, the health of CrossFit, and we need to stop uh, obesity and uh, and uh, diabetes and everything." And he's like, "Yeah, but that's more like an American thing." And uh, then I said, you know, that's the scary part. You know that in five years from now, the diabetes uh, um, society in Germany, they're counting on 30% of population having type 2 diabetes. So that's their calculation. And um, they, they expect this to happen. Uh, and we, everyone just is in this whole neglect that, oh, uh, it's an American thing. Because... Um, uh, yeah, we, because because super size and you, you know you can see the American yeah. families that are that are huge. Yeah, but but it's it's not only that. I would say it's also the circles you are in, especially in Germany. It's like we're here in the box, so we only see good-looking people all day. Um, we we t we are central in the city, so it's a bit more wealthy. Um, but you know, if I go to um, we go to like a swimming lake uh, just uh, in the east of Berlin. Then you start to see these families showing up, like mom, dad, two cigarettes in their mouth, and mm -hmm. you know, yeah, everyone's obese. Everyone yeah. is obese. The kids are obese and everything. But yeah. if if you live in the city and so on, you don't see that. Um, as as a as a parent, as an obese parent, 
you know, um, you have a responsibility towards your kids, right? But your kids see you, I mean, why do, why do healthy parents spawn healthy kids? Because they see their parents making the nutrition choices, exercising, etc. You set an example. And I mean, that, that message is fundamental, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you're saying about going to the local swimming pool and seeing the families. Well, go to the local supermarket and you'll see the family. And then look in their caddies and there's no secret, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't see a caddy filled with broccoli, lettuce, tomatoes, etc., pushed by um, a dude who's, you know, who's, who, you know, who's got a BMI of 40%, right? Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a little bit frightening when you see people buy, what they buy in the supermarket. So many times it's like, this is, I'm the only guy buying here veggies and protein here. Yeah. And, and even when they, even when they, they have, they have uh, meats or something, it's not fresh cuts. It's stuff that's, you know, yeah. that's been, you know, frozen yeah, or it's like, a, you know, yeah, it's got, you know, breadcrumbs around it and, and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, totally, you know, and, and, and uh, the, the tubes of Pringles will be over, overfilling and, you know, they don't, they don't have water filters at home. They have, you know, um, you know, the, the, the six pack of Coke bottles and sort of that. Um, the, the, I think the big message is this has to come down to individual choice because our politicians are not going to make the choice for us. This is an epidemic. So you're saying about 30% of the German population is going to, you know, will, will be diabetic within a few years time, within five years time. Yeah. That is huge. That sort of, what, what sort of financial pressure is that going to put on the system? Yeah. You know? uh, one more thing about the diabetes society here, you know what they have a homepage where they give you like, you know, tips and tricks for, for your uh, diabetes. And, uh, they have like um, recommendations for for food, <laughs> so I, I took I checked that out and it's like, you, can you guess their their breakfast uh, recommendation for a type two diabetic person? Okay, it's, uh, I bet you it's got orange juice in it. Yes, good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I like, what do you not want a diabetic to have for breakfast? I've got orange juice. In it. What else have we got? What else have we got? Cereal. Cereal is good. Juice. Yeah. yeah. Cereal, and orange juice. one to two slices of bread. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So, <laughs> so super high, high carb content. Um, yeah, no protein whatsoever. No, no proteins, no good fats. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think there was some cheese on, 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 on the slices of bread, but that, that's kind of the, um, I have, so this, this is two years ago, so uh, I haven't checked it uh, today, but, um, yeah, th this was like, uh, I was falling off my share, share when I was seeing those things. Um, well, but you know. in, in Western society, we have assisted societies, you know, it's people that expect to be given the right direction by someone else. Yeah. I have no confidence that that's going to happen. I have, I have no confidence that, um, our governments will ha a have the political will and be competent enough, even when they have the will, to make things happen to change society. Where I do have confidence is in guys like you and guys like me to keep spreading the word and do, and do something locally in our communities. And if we get enough of those communities going, then you get a groundswell. And I believe that the change will come from the ground up, not from the, not from the up down. Not from um, No, no, no. Because, and also, uh, the, you know, where, where, where is the financial value for them in, 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 in change happening? You know, um, it, it isn't because um, they make huge money from uh, selling shit food um, and, and producing. No, it's, it's and a big farm and big food are just managing the whole thing in a way. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you, you know, you take big food and big soda, they're, 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 they're more or less one and the same, right? Uh, um, Again, let's, yeah. let's make people sick. Let's make people sick. And then you've got big farmers saying, well, let's, let's uh, alleviate symptoms, but there's no one curing it. No. There's no one curing it except for you. You're the yeah. guy's curing it. I, again, and I think individuals so, yeah. need to come to that that conclusion. You know? Yeah.
I mean, I mean, I mean uh, as you said, the incentive is um, is it's hard to find because we have seventy um, percent of GDP is is going to healthcare right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's yeah. uh, the states, and, but and, uh, we and, are, we're closer me, to. Show me one civil servant, one high high ranking civil servant in government working in health that wants their budget cut. Yeah. No, of I. And again, they, I mean, in the, in the States, it's, it's skewed in the other direction that they, they, um, uh, the, the hospitals have to do profits, right? Because yeah. they're pri privately owned. So they are yeah. definitely going to, um, they don't want people to, uh, to disappear. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can look, to, look at this from, from different perspectives, but uh, definitely, um, I mean, it's, it's a good, good, um, we're creating a good motion for sure. Like every yeah. box is, uh, uh, it usually happens. I don't know how, I, I, I recall you saying that this too, right? From, I don't know how many boxes have been grown out of your boxes that you've created. Uh, like, yeah, you, you create a passionate person who's a member and he wants to go and, and spread the love, right? Yeah. And he goes and opens his own box. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. it, it has this positive uh, effect in some, some way. And I mean, some box on, owners uh, might have, you know, they might feel like uh, resentment to it because it's, uh, I mean, it depends on, on the situation. Competition. Of course, but competition, competition or whatever. But, yeah. but, um, but I, in a way, it's also, as Rickard is saying, it's a measurement of success. You can measure your success. If I just be, I was, if I was able to transform this guy and being so whatever he was doing before and just being so passionate about what I teach him. Yeah. He just decided to change his life. Well, bring it on. You haven't, you haven't just trained him. You've actually shared the, the, uh, the methodology correctly with him to a point where he, he's, he's, he's you know, handed in his notice, gone to get trained up and coached and, and, and gone to, yeah, totally, totally. Do you have any like favorite uh, memory from, uh, from a member or so uh, making this hu huge pivot or change? Oh yeah, I, I mean we we we've had we've had tons in Paris that have opened up boxes. I mean most boxes that are open in Paris, uh, uh, not all, but most stem from us or, or one other box called uh, the Addicts. And uh, I have the same conversation whenever it says, "Yeah, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, I'm, uh, I'd like to do my my coaching exams because I really want to go and open a box." And so I said, "Hey man, you know, we'll help you. You can you can even do your internship with us, and we'll help we'll help to train you, right? No problem. On one condition is." If you open a box within 15 minutes of mine, I'll come and break your windows. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. As long as we agree on that. As long as you're, as long you're low away, no worries. Let's, let's, go, let's go drink a beer and uh, let's go have some fun and stuff. But uh, don't fuck with my community, right? It's basically, it's basically yeah. the, the, the message. And, um, and then from there, uh, I mean, um, I've also, you know, um, I've had coaches that, um, that have left to, to open up their boxes. Um, well, I had one coach who left without telling me he was going to open up his box. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? I mean, I, you know, I would have saved you a shitload of money on equipment because I could have got you a deal instead of you doing that. And I could have, I could have told you that that flooring sucks and I could have helped you, uh, yeah. set it up because he, yeah, but you know, I thought you're going to see it bad. Said, why, you know, why, you know, it, it's natural. If you've got a good coach, it's fine to coach for someone else, work for someone else until you're, I don't know, until you're in your mid thirties. Right. But by that time, if you've been coaching for 10 years, you should be good enough to go on your own. You should, you should have, you, I mean, not everyone has that ambition, but most people should have ambition to go and open their own business. And I hope that they do, you know? I hope that most of my coaches today in 10, 15 years will have their own boxes and their own businesses. 
And as a, as a box owner or as a leader, our responsibility is to help them achieve those goals. So as long as they understand that, hey, um, if you're working for me, so long as you're working with me, it's fine. Um, uh, we'll pay you to do your classes. So long as you're giving 100% each class, I will give you as much information, as much training, as much ouverture or opening to knowledge and, and experience. So that the day you go alone, you make the least amount of mistakes possible. Is that a good deal? Yeah, it's a good deal. And you shake hands and that's how you work together. And, and that's fine. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing that's heartbreaking is when you get those coaches that want to that wanna, you know, go off and open a box and they're talking about it with members, but they don't tell the owner of the box or the head coach and all that kind of stuff. That's shit. That sucks, man. You may as well put things on the table when you're about to recruit a coach and say, hey, I hope one day you want to open your own business. And that whether you're with us for two years, five years, 10 years, that those years will really help build you into a, 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 an all-rounded business owner and, and head coach. Um, that for me is really important. Um, and and yeah. if, if we're going to grow our community, we need to do that. You know, and we can't, we can't expect to be, you can't open up and expect to be the only supermarket in town, right? You're going to have, you're going to have, if other the business, if the business is town, good, right? you will definitely expect the thing to grow out of. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and then, no, it doesn't make sense. No. And then, uh, you know, the, the mistake that, I mean, if anyone's going to be listening to this is thinking of opening a box, the mistake a lot of box new box owners uh, make is thinking that they have to go and take members from other boxes to fill their box. That's that, that the total fallacy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, only about 9% of people in France, for example, are doing any sort of like physical training. Yeah. I mean, 91%, you go, you go, you line up a hundred people in your local supermarket, yeah. you know, you, you guarantee that 91, 91 out of a hundred, they're not doing it. Those are the, those are the guys you should be going for. Those are the guys that you can really take from zero to hero. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a new coach, you need those easy wins, right. With people that are very sedentary, they get, they get bigger gains to begin with yeah. than taking members from other boxes. Like, oh, you got no open gym there. Don't worry. I'll do open gym for you. Yeah. yeah. You'll do it now because you're not giving any classes, but when you've got more members, you're going to disappoint them anyhow. So, um, uh, so I the, mean, the we, new, bo- yeah. new box owners who go and headhunt members from other boxes, it's stupid. It's a silly no, game to play. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I guess that has happened uh, that some people change boxes and so on. That, that, I mean, we have some that may, might have changed, uh, but again, it, it's, it's not a huge percentage. And, um, again, as you said, like the, 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 there's so much people out there that need, need, uh, need and want help. And, and especially if you look at like group training, uh, I see mostly people that are uh, actually already, we look at the, from those 9% that are doing fitness, right? So that may, might entailate they have a fitness card at uh, some global gym, but they don't and use not it. Actually training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So they are already, they want to have a change already. So yeah. they, okay, they might opt in. And then, um, I don't know, this is just my, me reflecting now is that many of the guys that are uh, coming from this zero or from this 91%, they are actually so out of shape and so insecure um that they are mostly not ready to go into a group either so um so that's kind of what we've we've been seeing in uh now last year i would say is that okay these these guys that really need the attention and the help they 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 work better now like we work them from one-on-one to yeah, you yeah, maybe get them to a group so, when, when they're ready. Like to ease the way into group training. Yeah. Well, I mean, any any box that wants to be, ta- well, I mean, any box that doesn't do on ramp or fundamental classes or whatever, for me, is targeting just pre existing CrossFitters. I mean, yeah. um, 
the 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 mental blockages, the, the the psychological barriers for someone who's sedentary to start CrossFit are huge. It's like you know, yeah. shit. People are walking on their hands. I haven't put my hands on the floor, and the only time I put my hands on the floor is when I fall out of the bathtub or something. You know, um, my God, these guys are jumping. You know, I haven't had my two feet off the floor. You know, uh, unless I'm in bed. You know, yeah. um, these guys are running. Oh my God, I'm going to look ridiculous. Or is it for me? Or what do you have to wear? Or oh my God, you know, isn't putting a weight overhead dangerous? Or isn't, all these things, you know, are going through their their brains. And what they'll tell you is, uh, I don't have the time, or oh, it's a little bit expensive, you know. Mm. And they'll give you some sort of smoke screen, but really by putting in place a fundamentals class and explaining that when you're when you're drawing them or when you're interviewing them or whatever, and, and showing them how it works and, and explaining the role of a PVC pipe as opposed to a heavy bar, you know, and then taking them through three hours, six hours, whether it's one on one or it's a really small group, like, it's the biggest sales tool, you know. Any yeah. any box that wants to hit that ninety one percent of sedentary population that doesn't have a fundamentals uh, class uh, is missing, is missing a beat for, for me. Anyhow, it, 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 I mean, my mother, uh, you know, where would I like my mom to go and train? I wouldn't send it to anywhere that doesn't do a fundamentals class. You yeah. know, anyone I care about, if they, if they say, Oh, I've got a box here. Do they do fundamental? No, we'll find another one, yeah. you know, f- yeah. find, find somewhere they're going to take time. And you know, you, you know, as well as like, the MCI, right? The mechanics consistency intensity piece. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true, and it's and it's ten times uh, truer for someone who's sedentary. But yeah. you get that mechanics part just just that much right, and you get a little bit of consistency. They're going from zero to you know they're going yeah. from they're going from a training bar at seven kgs to a to a thirty kg push press in a in a heartbeat, and they they feel like a fucking superhero. You know, yeah. you're you're the, you're their hero, right? Yeah, I, These I are think, the guys you can yeah. really get. I think this yeah. is the the good thing with uh, CrossFit is the the constant improvement, right? So. If you com- compare it to, uh, we say the 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 normal global gym uh, person, he goes and does the same thing every day, or yeah. every time he goes to the gym, he does the same thing, but he never sees any change, uh, either in his weight, but or or in his uh, mm-hmm. on his weight. Um, and uh, um, for CrossFit, I, we talked to um, Sean Baker here. Uh, if you know who is. Yeah, yeah, he 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 he's been doing this, uh, you know, Olympic row or rowing on the concept two for mm-hmm. for years to get like uh, world records and stuff like that. And it takes so much time to just get like one second better. A tiny, yeah, tiny improvement, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but that's and, the, the, the the same thing with our members, right? And why we, we after about like a it, it can vary from between six months to eighteen months. You get these guys going, ah, oh, I'm not progressing anymore. Yeah. You know? and, and they, they think they're not progressing anymore because the, the progress is so much harder to get. Um, and you know, you get to a certain weight or you get to a certain speed or you get to a certain number of rounds in Cindy. And unless you're prepared to enter that pain cave and push that little bit more, you're not going to get that extra one kg on your snatch. You're not going to, and it's one kg you're talking about. And so they think it's, they think I'm not progressing anymore. Shit. You know, yeah. uh, one kg on your snatch, do that every six <laughs> months, man. You, you, you're going to have a good snatch in three years time. Um, but it's just because they have, they have such a vertiginous, uh, improvement from day zero or day one to day 180 or, or today 360. And then after it kind of flattens out, mm. you know, and, um, I think, you know, our members need to be aware of that as well, that just because it flattens out doesn't mean you're not progressing. And CrossFit is definitely the best methodology to keep progressing once you're no longer a beginner, yeah. because all these guys in global gyms, as you said, right, they keep, they go in and they do the same program over and over again. And then all of a sudden they get no adaptation. Yeah, yeah. because your body is not feeling stressed. It's, it's used to the stress you're giving it. 
you know, as well, if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not stressing your body into something that it's not used to, whether it's going slightly faster than before, whether it's going longer and, and harder, whether it's going heavier, you're not going to get out of adaptation. Uh, yeah. Or learn, and, uh, yeah. or learn a new skill. So at the same time, it's like, yeah, okay, you yeah. get you get really good at weightlifting. Okay, what about uh, getting in the rings? Okay, adaptation, and yeah. then the translate to the next one, and then all all the way goes. Yeah, yeah we see it all. We see it every day. That's uh, a yeah. yeah. people yeah, outside. Can, you, it's hard. It's hard to explain with people outside that don't understand it. that haven't, haven't done it, and it's, you explain, and it's like, ah, no, that doesn't happen. How many how many members do you have that can snatch right, and they can put a hundred kg bar over their head or an eighty kg bar over their head and do a really nice snatch, but they can't handstand hold. Yeah. Okay, so so you you you've got a you got a you got a, a a compact load coming down from from up up top. That's great. Now turn the problem upside down, right? Put your hands as the point of contact with the floor. Same thing. You've got a compact load on your hands, um, and and yeah, you can you you've got you're, I mean, that's why it's so good to be a coach in CrossFit, yeah. right? I mean, it's <laughs> like yeah, that you you got this this whole this whole universe to share with people. So yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. Yeah. We, we want, I actually wanted to ask you that, this, um, like a tip from the coach, because um, if I understand it correctly, you started, um, when you started with your first uh, affiliate, you did that outdoors. Yeah. Start, yeah. yeah. And uh, now we're returning outdoors. <laughs> so yeah. um, what have you uh, discovered to be like, or what were the best uh, tips? Because uh, we, we said it's different, like it's a different setup when, when we're outdoors and, than in, yeah. in the box. Well, it, it's, hard, uh, it's hard for whoever's coaching, right, outdoors, because there's more of a, you don't have the comfort of your box, you don't have the comfort of the music, you have the discomfort of having other people walking around. We have the discomfort of having the police they, the police come and visit us all the time and they're counting and they're yeah. there and they're taking photos and it's like, holy shit, you know? Uh, and you have the discomfort sometimes of the weather. At the moment it's sunny out, but the first week we deconfined from the 11th, it was pissing with rain all the time, all the time. Um, so the, the main thing is to get people excited. You've got to get your coaches excited and you've got to keep getting your members excited. So the advantage is we're not going from being open to having to train outdoors. That'd be like, shit, you know, I kind of liked it indoors. Here we're going from, you're at home doing a friggin' Zoom class and yeah. 800 burpees a day to coming to, you know, come and, come and touch a dumbbell in the rain. Go, yeah, touching a dumbbell in the rain. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, take your T-shirt off. Why? Because you're going to get wet anyhow. Yeah, T-shirts off. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, um, so it, it, uh, for me, it's about how can, because we don't know how long it's going to be going on for. So um, yeah. the, the narrative, the, 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 the excitement around it, the energy around it is really important um, yeah. because it's very easy. It's like Zoom classes, you know. Uh, we start the Zoom classes and you've got like, you know, 50 people on a Zoom class. Then it goes to 45. And then after yeah. like three weeks, it goes down to 28. And it's like, then all of a sudden you're on a Zoom class with two people and there's like zero energy, you know? Is yeah. there zero energy because there are two people or are there two people because there's zero energy? It's probably yeah. like, you know, chicken and the egg. Um, yeah. But it's the same thing outdoors. At the moment, outdoors is novel. It's, it's good fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it's good to see people, you know, even though you're like 10 meters away. Great to see you. Yeah, yeah. Knees yeah. out on the... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But after, after a while, the first person that will get tired of that is the guys coaching it. Yeah. And so for me, the one thing I learned about uh, coaching outdoors and, and in, in suboptimal conditions um, is maintaining their enthusiasm. So yeah. it's how to get them involved in the setup, how to get them involved in the programming, the communication of the programming, um, stories, sharing stories. Um, yeah. but, and also the advantage is while we're doing such small groups is you can really reconnect with these people, you know, um, yeah. and, and you can give them really high quality training in that hour. So, um, I think I think the biggest secret with outdoor training is is um, that that motivation because it's suboptimal conditions, right? Um, yeah. And the advantage is it's better than what we what we had before. 
Um, and then, uh, I mean, we, we started outdoors because uh, we lost our location. Um, the, the, um, the landlord who was renting us a location uh, uh, basically reneged on his deal. We'd signed, we'd signed the rent and um, there was LVMH, you have Louis Vuitton. Um, yeah. had decided to take the second floor all the way up to the seventh floor and we had the ground floor and the basement. And when we went to get the keys and I, I, um, so we've been doing some, some, we've been doing some stuff to get, uh, we've been doing a few outdoor sessions to get like a database of leads, you know, that we could call up and, and say, Hey, we've now got a location, come and visit. And I, I, I already hired the team and uh, there were five of us between guys who are going to be running reception and, and, and coaches and stuff. And, uh, the landlord just said, Oh, you know, LVMH should come back to us this week. And, um, uh, they want the ground floor in the basement. And I said, well, yeah, but we signed the deal. I said, we don't care. They're going to pay us more. Um, yeah, so we're going to the keys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sue me. I don't care because they're going to be paying me so much. You can sue me. I was like, fuck, seriously. <laughs> so I got, I got five, I got five salaries on. Yeah. I got the guys that are coming in to do the demolition on Monday. Yeah. I've, 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 I've I, I put down at like 30,000 in, in works already. We put down the money yeah. that I couldn't get back. So I'd lost, and I had, I mean, these are all my own personal savings from having worked since I was friggin' 16, you know? Yeah. And you're there going, Jesus, you guys are really fucking me. Yeah. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. Oh, and by the way, the company's called Unibail. U-N-I-B-A-I-L. They're a bunch of fuckers. Okay. So never, never <laughs> do a deal with Unibail. They're, they're international. They're probably in Germany as well. Um, and they did the dirty on us and they obliged us to actually keep uh, coaching outdoors. And yeah. so instead of being outdoors just for two weeks, we're outdoors for like three months. Okay. And we're doing one session, we're doing one session a week and then it went to two sessions a week and then it was three sessions a week. And it's how we, we built our database. Um, and it was basically on Facebook. We just yeah. said, Hey, free outdoor training, you know, but you yeah. have to book your, you have to book your spot. Uh, we need your name, your surname. Um, we need to have your email address and telephone number. And so they'd fill out a form with that. And we had like a, it wasn't a Google sheet, it was something else. And by the end of the time, by the time we found a new location, we had like, 450 people on a, on a, on a database that had come yeah. for free workout yeah. and that had had FaceTime with us. And then as soon as we had the location, we called up the 450 people and our first 150 members came from that 450. Um, and so somehow by being fucked by Unibuy, we, we tried to say, well, how can we learn from this and how can we make the best out of the situation? And, um, yeah, so, you know, um, while you're doing outdoor classes, you can do, you can do free classes as well. We do, um, uh, we do a guest class. So if you're not a member, you have set hours where you can come and it's just guests and mm. our coaches in small, in small group will be coaching you. And, and we use that as our prospect prospecting. So don't lose any time prospecting, right? Yeah. It's not because you can't show them the box that you can't give them a bit of the magic. Those would be my biggest, my biggest recommendations for the outcome. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm going back to what you said before. It's like, um, the difference between us and, um, the fitness, uh, global gyms is, is, um, we're not renting our equipment we yeah. are we're coaching so we can do that it doesn't it, we don't need to have walls for doing that no, of course of no. course it's more fun if we can uh, you know the toys con con you control the toys, yeah. if we can yeah. control the, the environment much more uh, then we can give it more but much better experience mm -hmm. but um no I, I mean it's a bit uh we been a great experience now uh, for us at least uh with mm -hmm. the entire uh, outdoor workout yeah. thing going on uh, how how has um, yeah how I mean, is the a, just on the global thing there's a there's a really big opportunity though to play here right like so all the all the knuckleheads all the muscle heads from basic fit and all these guys right 
um, and, and McFit and all this kind of stuff that can't train because their gyms are still closed, right? I mean, those guys aren't coaching seven people outdoors, right? Um, they probably just put all their staff on, on unemployment and, you know, in France, anyhow, that's what's happened. We've got a, we've got a basic fit that's 50 meters from our box here in Bordeaux. It's got 6,000 members that are doing nothing, right? They're, they're jogging. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's not even running. They shuffle because they don't know how to run correctly because they've had no one ever coached them that running is a, is a, is a, is a skill. Um, and these people, they can't train in their gym. I mean, um, we've put, don't tell them, right, but we've put stickers on the outside of the basic fit door. So if any of their members drive up to see if their club is open, the yeah. sticker is saying, um, we're closed, but CrossFit Louvre is open with an arrow to us across the car park, right? Um, there's, go and do that sort of shit, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Save these people from a destiny of, of, of shit training and <laughs> uh, queuing up to do just uh, uh, the same bench press as they did last week, you know? Um, yeah. There's a big opportunity to, to for members that are going to be frustrated from the global big opportunity. Yeah. Um, how how is it uh, been for you now? Uh, do you do you go back and forth now to Paris, or are you even allowed? Or um... yeah, yeah, you're you're allowed to. Once a couple of weeks ago, um, I was supposed to go up um, a couple of days ago, but my truck uh, started to smoke, so um, uh, I had to take it into the garage while I was pedaling back on my bike today. So that was that was it. Um, okay. yeah, Ways and, and I was on Ways, and and then I realized at the time it, it had told me on Ways was actually by car, and I was on a bike, so I'm I'm pretty fit, but I don't go as fast as I would by car. <laughs> so my my ETA was slightly delayed by about twelve minutes, and um, yeah, um, I, I I go up to Paris um, normally about once a week, um, and um, I, I work with the teams uh, that are up there, so I've got really really awesome teams. Um, my head coaches, they're, they're level three coaches. And um, um, so they, they work full time, officially yeah. 35, but I work them twice. So it's like, you know, employ one head coach, um, work him like two and pay him like one and a half, right? Is, 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 kind, of, is yeah. kind of the best deal, right? He gets paid more, but you get, you get you know, a, lot of, a lot of juice out of your orange, right? Yeah. Um, and so I have really good head coaches and I had head, head of receptions. So we have these two, these two poles that work together. So it's kind of like... Um, uh, sales and after service team and then the coaching and, and service team and they work together and then I have uh, Julian who's the director of the French showdown who, who runs the competition for us uh, and he oversees operations for the two boxes in Paris so he he kind of makes sure that you know any maintenance cleaning uh, any issues all that kind of stuff is is dealt with by him um, any HR stuff is dealt with by him and all that kind of stuff um, and so that's how how I managed to, to, to oversee the two boxes in Paris and then down here in Bordeaux, it's my son's mum who, who runs the box here. And uh, the, the head coach here is uh, Eli, who's on, who's on staff. He's, he's a level three as well. So um, we've really focused on, on, on training and upskilling our, our head coaches. And uh, their job is my head coach shouldn't be coaching more than 10 to 12 hours a week because yeah. the rest of the time, his time is coaching the coaches. So yeah. it's assisting the other coaches, giving them feedback and having a development plan for the coaches. Um, and that I found is more valuable to them than actually short-term salary. I mean, we don't pay the most per class, you know? no. um, but the coaches that are with us, they're with us because they know they're going to keep, keep learning and they're going to keep growing and stuff. And then, uh, my commitment to them is once we know what their development plan is, um, I, I know I've gone off on a tangent. You asked me how, how it is between Pat, but, um, I think this is quite important, um, because we coach, we don't, we don't just do open gym and, and for me, what, whatever we invest in our coaches is, is, um, it's fundamental. It's like, it's like research and development for any other company, you know, yeah. our R and D, our R and D investment is, is developing our coaches and upskilling our coaches. 
And the better your coach, you, the more experience your coach has and the better skill they are, well, the better service they can give and to more people. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. You know, your business is going to win, your box is going to win. The members are going to get better service and better advice and better help. And your, your coach is getting upskilled and he's learning, he's learning the business. He's becoming, today, you know, Greg says it often, he says, you know, this is the first time in, in living history that we've had an era of professional coaches, you know, not animators that get up on a podium and, you know, give a step class and, you know, from the top and, you know, one, two, three, four and, and all this kind of stuff. And let's clap here and all that kind of stuff. Professional yeah. coaches, you know, um, guys that are passionate enough to go and freaking spend money and time learning and then they want to share their passion. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it, and, and by, by pushing this, it's going to become recognized as a, as a very good profession. You know, there's no better time to, to become a coach than now. I, I, I believe anyhow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, as, as, uh, hopefully as soon, soon as we can get out of this, uh, again, you can already, uh, we have, uh, we're fortunate enough that we can, uh, you know, coach now people outside and everything. And so yeah. that's uh, at least the first good step. And um, for us, it probably, we will probably be open, open reopening uh, now in the beginning of June. That's second, second of June. No, no, the beginning, no. that's just, a, I, I don't know exactly, but that's kind of how it feels like because most of Germany is already opened. Right. And, and they're going to have like a, uh, they're going to have a new, uh, sit, uh, yeah, sit down uh, at Senate next week. where they, uh, And they, like the sports ministry already said, like, yeah, gyms should be open by June. So right. uh, we'll, we'll see what, what Berlin decides. But um uh, I mean, that's kind of what we're <clears throat> looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how 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 far they've gotten. I mean, again, France is much more had much more higher death rate than Germany, and spread was much much higher and everything. So uh, mm -hmm. it seems like the French government has been much more, uh, you know, restrictive and on. Uh, on putting any ease on the lock lockdowns there, but what, what's your prediction in in, uh, in France? Well, the, the second of June is going to win is when the next wave of deconfinement is supposed to happen. Okay, they're going to make announcements on the twenty seventh of May. So, um, you know, in 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 good form as they they have been, they're going to give you the information like four or five days before you're supposed to go out and apply and and you know open your business up if you can or not open your business up or adapt and make a change. Yeah. Um, so it's not obviously you know. <laughs> they're trying to make a stressful situation as stressful as possible by the way they're actually handling it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the issues in France and Spain and Italy is um, uh, not only the governments, um, but also um, the, the people in general, the, the discipline, you know? I mean, like, I can remember, I used to go to Frankfurt once a month for, for years. I used to go out there for, for, for business meetings. And um, I remember getting honked as I crossed the road. And I didn't understand, you know, it's like, dude, you're not on a crossing, you know? Like, yeah, and? You know, no, in Germany, you cross on the crossing. Yeah, yeah, like in every country. No, no, no. In Germany, you really cross on the crossing. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. You, only, you with red, only with green light. <laughs> only with the green light, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, in Germany, you guys have a discipline that in, in you know, Mediterranean countries, they don't. And, and then also, you know, in France, there's this kissy-kissy thing. You know, even guys are kissing the kiss you yeah. all the time. You know, it's like, um, uh, no tongues, no tongues, just, you know, cheeks. You know, no <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so the, the, the Mediterranean way of life and Mediterranean way of being just wasn't, isn't conducive to limiting the spread, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that and the fact that the government, I mean, the French government warned by the consulate in, in China in mid-December 
that there was something really bad happening in China. There was something really bad and that it was going to spread to France and they had to send out teams to go and get blood samples to develop um, a vaccine. And they had to send out teams to work out what the best sort of testing kits would be and all that kind of stuff. And the French government did nothing from mid-December and then all of a sudden you get to end of February. So yeah. it's like three months or two and a half months where the, the government did nothing. And because they did nothing to prepare mass testing or they did nothing to test those that were coming in from overseas, they didn't even close the border with, with Italy out of solidarity, you know, even yeah. though, you know, Italy was like the first cu- country in Europe that was, you know, had, had you know, massive clusters. Um, all these things led to the fact that the only thing they could do at one point was say, shit, we're not ready. We have to cl- stop everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, put your life on hold for three months, take your business back four years, you know, yeah. um, put the teams that you spent years developing on unemployment benefit and now go and go and take every single penny you've got in the bank to go and pay rents on a location you're not going to be using for the next few months um, because we're not ready. Yeah. So, okay, I've just shared my frustration with you. French yeah. government were absolute bollocks. Um, you guys, honestly, I, I think you're lucky to be, to be in Germany. Um, where there seems to be some more common sense about things. Um, so there's like this huge overreaction. And then there's this unhealthy relationship between media and politics. The more the media and the press make a scandal out of COVID, or, oh my goodness, look at these numbers, or, oh my goodness, look at all these people dropping dead, oh my goodness, the more the politicians think, oh shit, we can't deconfine. Yeah. But it's not out of figures, it's out of the noise that's being made by the press. And there's this very unhealthy relationship between the media and politics, you know? Um, and the politicians re- recognize this, right? They'll admit to it, you know? We would like to deconfine, but, you know, we don't want to be seen as being reckless. Yeah. Because I, you I'm, can't I'm, have the press making all this noise and we deconfine. Maybe uh, I, I, I like this meme and, that, and it's uh, the following that. What if media would have been uh, punching out, like every newsletter would have punched out, like, uh, okay, coverage today. How many obese people uh, do we have today, yeah. Yeah. and how many yeah. d- died from uh, from uh, diabetes and uh, yeah. chronic diseases today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just putting the focus on the again the chronic illness uh, situation. Yeah. What if we would have had that laser focus on on chronic illness now for you know the last three months? How many people would have been saved? in one sense because they would maybe start living a bit more healthy <laughs> like okay increasing this buffer of health that we talked before yeah yeah, yeah totally i i agree with you totally the, 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 this covid period of the last few months is just um it's a very small period compared to what's been happening for the last few decades it's exactly the same thing the government have done nothing so they did nothing about covid for the last like the two to three months before it actually hit europe right they did nothing they kind of like went oh you know someone else will have this you know World Health Organization, the Chinese have got it. So fine. Oh, oh yeah, the South Koreans will sort it out. Or oh, it's in Italy. Oh no, the, the Italians will never fucking sort this out. Oh, let's panic. Right? That was it. That was the sort of thing. Um, but they've done the same thing with they've done the same thing with the general health of the population for decades. You know, or oh, let's pretend this. Let's pretend there's no problem. Something will happen. You know, McDonald's will start selling healthy shit. You know, or or Coke is going. Oh, it's going zero sugar. Oh, that's fine then. You know, yeah. still no nutritional value. But you know, the government have done nothing for that. You know, I think if you're sitting in government now, if you're if you're um, a high-level civil servant, like shit, what do we? What are the take-homes from COVID? This whole situation. What's the one take-home is you, you've got to go to the source of of the health of the population. Yeah. You can't just stick a plaster on it. 
using drugs from Glaxo's or Sanofi or um, uh, what's the begins with a K, the, the the German company that makes loads of medication and makes billions of euros. Um, uh, you know, you, you can't just use these companies right. to put to to put their yeah, buyer, yeah, um, to put to put you know like a, a plaster over a broken arm. That's that's what we're doing, right? The the health of our nations is is fucking broken. Yeah. And and if the governments don't stand up and and take note and make a radical change, you know, um, th they've learned nothing. They're just pushing back the problem for you know the next guy who gets elected into into parliament. Um, and that that's that's the the the, the biggest issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, are, are they going to learn from this? It's it's. Um, I don't know where where did I get this? I think it was from. Um, uh, an author about habits, creating good habits, and it's uh, and it's this thing that, like our mind, uh, we are cavemen still in our mind, right? So everything yeah. that is instant gratification, as a caveman, was very good. Like you hear a noise from yeah. back of you, it's very good to run. You run, it's, it's, like, yeah. If you if, fight or flight, yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. cold, you you cover up. If like all yeah. these uh, signals were like instant. However, yeah. uh, today. Uh, it's like the opposite. Everything that is instant gratification today has a long-term bad effect on us. Yeah. And everything that has a good effect in the long-term on us is, ha uh, is not giving us the sugar kick today. Like It's not giving us the kick today. So uh, well, it's, it's, it's simple. Politics are, is simply, are simply not there. Um, that's the... Tobacco, tobacco, drugs, alcohol, uh, bad food, uh, whatever it is, it's the same, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Same pattern. Same pattern. I mean, so, yeah. and the and the issue is that so um, the media, the media have been taking control of politics, and the politicians have been taking control of um, the the health realm. They they haven't they haven't legislated to protect people's health because they're afraid to lose voters. It's like in France, they said, okay, we're going to close down every business that's not essential. Do you know what businesses stayed open? <laughs> uh, uh, in France. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Probably bakeries. Yeah, boulangerie. So you could go and get your 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 uh, pain au chocolat and your croissants and yeah. your bread and 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 your dose of fucking diabetes, and the cigarette shop. <laughs> so you could buy go and buy your cigarettes. Those are seen as essentials, right? That's crazy. And then restaurants still not allowed to open. But what happened? An exception was given for the Mac Drive. Yeah. So McDonald's were allowed to open their McDrives <laughs> like two weeks before any other restaurant allowed to do takeaway food or anything. It's like, how, I mean, how can that be in, in the interest of the nation's health? I, I just, it was, it was purely out of, you know, people are getting pissed. Oh, let's give them a Big Mac. They'll vote for us, you know? And that's, that's basically it. You know, let's get, oh, the, the kid's crying in the corner. Give them a sweet. You know, that's exactly the, 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 the politicians have been playing politics with the nation's health um and it, it's tiring it really is you know it really is how, how, um, how was it in in france i mean in germany you had this hamstring of toilet paper and oh, yeah. I, I, I i know i know the hamstring in 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 spain was actually alcohol so people bought so much alcohol which is there's also nothing left yeah, yeah nothing so it, left. Yeah, like yeah. also really putting putting you know gas on the fire <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for, I mean, for the first time in history, I saw French people buying soap, right? So that was like, 
So you know what I think about the French, <laughs> right? Positive, positive filthy, outcomes out of it. Filthy bastards, filthy bastards. You know, they go to the toilet, they touch their penis, they don't wash their hands. You know, it's like filthy, filthy, filthy. Um, you know, let alone for when they go for a shit, right? I don't want to. I don't want to know, right? So I don't shake people's hands. I always go, "Hey, how's it going?" From afar, like that. Um, so this is, this yeah, so social, social distancing fits perfectly the French oh, style. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> um, it's like you know, for a single guy like me, social distancing with French women is super hard, man. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> like I want to kiss you. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I'm kidding, kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, of course. I'm not really. I'm, I'm not really. Serious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So um, soap for the first time, you saw guys actually buying soap, which is quite quite a big one. Um, what a pasta obviously just flew off the you know there was no there was no rupture of stocks there's you know there's no there's no like oh you know broccoli is out you know no yeah. uh, you could always get fresh fruit and veggies because <laughs> you know but um i tell you what uh, coke coca-cola yeah. the shelves for coca-cola orangina and that kind of stuff i mean guys were queuing up with their caddies and they they had you know not like one pack of six bottles of two liters but they'd have like two or whatever it's like shit you know you guys are going into lockdown you're going to be drinking like two liters each per day. What, what, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, if you're not sick enough to die of COVID now, you will be the next time it comes, you fuck, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> are you really that stupid? Yeah? <laughs> um, there was no problem with bottled water, obviously. Um, yeah. But I, and then, you know, they were saying about confinement and not seeing anybody and stuff, but you were allowed to go into a cigarette shop. Yeah. You're allowed to queue to go and buy cigarettes. You're allowed to touch money and hand money over to buy cigarettes. And then outside of every cigarette shop, guys are going, oh, anyone got a light? Yeah, and the guy's going up and giving him a, a light. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you know, you, you, you're not letting us. Uh, yeah, the most endangered population people. are willing to, are allowed to meet. I, yeah, I think, exactly. I, it's like, I think yeah, that's the best, I mean, best thing I've seen outside our, our windows here was this woman. She had like this mouth protection walking around and yeah. then she just <laughs> when, when she passed her she was like taking it down and then putting a cigarette uh, and started to yeah. smoke it <laughs> so yeah. like well, okay, I mean, who, who are you trying to save here <laughs> I, 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 yeah i think there's a there's a huge lack of um, yeah. education about basic health and I, I i mean i don't i think the problem with democracy is democracy itself right um because the vast majority of, uh, 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 of voters, as you said, they want the sweet, right? They want the, they want the short-term nice stuff, right? So um, in a democracy, it doesn't pay to be a politician with, um, that's, you know, that's got values and, and has integrity and actually really wants to make a positive change. It doesn't pay. It doesn't um, pay because so, the results of your actions are going to be seen in 10, 20 years' time. And it's a yeah. generational change. Yeah. So absolutely yeah, no change. Right. That's education, that's health, and that's nutrition, and all the stuff that really matter. As a and, parent, and for example. You, yeah, you'd have to be in some sort of semi-dictatorship in order to get anything through and, and applied, right? So that's why I think that um, European countries being, being you know, uh, fairly, fairly popular democracies uh, for most of them, um, or, or what's perceived as being a democracy, um, we're, we're basically fucked uh, from top down. You know, the system, the system just... No, they're cutting him off. And and they're saying isn't gonna help us, you know. Um we have this expression where it's you know, it's one person at a time and one workout at a time. And that's how you're gonna change the, the view of what's going on, you know. And then after a few months say, Hey, have you read the level one manual? Oh, it's only for, no, you should you should download it, it's totally for free, read that, you know. And that's how that's how we're gonna get we're gonna get guys more and more hooked on it and, and uh more and more ambassadors, you know. It's gonna be kinda like um uh yeah. Uh, I, I'd imagine it's kind of like um, you know the, the the Western Frontier when they sent out um, 
uh, preachers, you know, to go and, you know, all these, yeah. all these non-believers go out there and go out there with your Bible and start, you know, and start, uh, talking about t- mixing uh, CrossFit and a cult. Uh, that's a way, yeah. way, way, way to go. <laughs> uh, you know, are we a cult without a doubt, man? I think, I think definitely we're a cult, you know, and I think, um, we're, we're a culture, we're a community, we're a cult. Yeah, we're, we're for sure. You know, um, um, we're, we're, you know, we're a biker gang, we're, we're fight club, we're, you know, anything you want to call us. Um, uh, but with, with very good intentions, you know, yeah. um, sure. Sure. Um, um, so, would you say now in this uh, COVID uh, COVID um, period, is, have you had your hardest uh, times to make like hard decisions now over this period? Or yeah, yeah, and we're still making them. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, okay. So when we come back with with high rents like we have, um, it's like you know, just the one box in Paris, we pay forty two thousand euros a month in rent. Um, so either if we have to limit numbers or we need to have a large number of square meters per member um, and we still want to be paying all our coaches and we want to, you know, we don't want to be laying off people and all this kind of stuff. We don't want to be reducing the number of classes. We're going to have to make some hard decisions about membership prices and options and stuff. Um, so we're just waiting to see what the government announces on the 27th. So we've got, you know, it's like, oh, if they announce that we can only have X number of members well, you know, that's plan A. If they announce that uh, you know we can't open indoors, well, that's Plan B. If they announce we can open indoors and there's no restriction, well, that's Plan C. So we got. I don't know if you can see. I'll show you my. This is my my mind mapping there. My whiteboard here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, like the, the the crazy crazy professor, you know. Um, so we've been working on different options like that, and also um, some good stuff, right? So when there's a crisis, you put in place um, work groups and different systems and stuff. So it's like you know Zoom classes. Um, is a is a is a system of work that didn't exist for us before, yeah. um, but it's one that we're going to keep going um, because we've realized that you know some people that even if they're members and they can come in on you know two days a week, or well, maybe they'll be able to squeeze in an hour at home, but the you know while the kids are doing their homework, you know. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, there's certain systems that you create in times of crisis. I mean, most of them you then throw out the window once the crisis is over, or you have them under your elbow in case the crisis returns and then you reactivate them. Um, but certain systems are, are useful and can actually add value to your, your business model. Um, so yeah. that's what we found. Um, there's some good stuff that's coming out of it. Um, other stuff we're doing, well, um, yeah, online programming, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll start, start selling that. And then we do, we, uh, we train, um, so we do trainings for coaches and we do trainings for, um, uh, business leaders and we do trainings for salespeople. So, mm-hmm. um, they normally come to the box for a couple of days and we'll do some theory. Uh, we'll do some role play and then we'll watch it in practice in the box and how it, how it, how it, how it works together, how the sales and service systems work together. Um, and, um, so that sort of stuff we've had to reimagine all the modules to be able to do online. So it's courses we're going to be doing online as well. And all that kind of stuff. So, so a lot of good has come out of it because it makes you have to really nothing, take nothing for granted, put everything on the table, lay out, lay out the bare ass facts, right? You're turning over the stone and yeah. you're going to all the grizzly worms and, 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 and insects underneath. And you've got to look at the facts, the brutal facts to make the best decision. So a time of crisis uh, helps something, but to be honest, personally, I could have done without it. <laughs> like I, could, I, I would rather, I would rather have had, you know, a good, a good, uh, a good time leading up to preparing the French showdown and, and, uh, uh, congratulating my teams on, on some good months and, and having our members train and, and, and be healthier. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind a kind of a disruption that's just come out of political ineptitude. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's, it's, it's I mean, uh, there's nobody. I, I I don't know if it's a comfort, but uh, 
at least that w- that's been the thing uh, going inside of me. It's like um, it wouldn't not made any decision if I would have been anywhere else. Like I did not make a bad decision here. That's not why we are here. It's it's yeah. it's forced yeah. upon me, and that kind mm-hmm. of I don't know brings down the temperature a bit. But um, but yeah, again, um, it's uh, what what is interesting to see out. Yeah, it's like this. Um, I guess the larger your business you have right now, the 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 harder to fall in one sense that you. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, confinement, confinement, and and the deconfinement as it is now is better suited to a small box than it is to a larger box. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. In Germany, however, like um, um, Adidas, and they they I, I don't I, I don't know the te- details from this, but they they got uh, rent free. Uh, so it's been like a lot of talk about like yeah so the, the big giants are getting saved and then yeah. the small businesses have no So uh, yeah I, I think wasn't it that Adidas refused to pay Yeah I, I can't I think they, that, right? like, the, they refused to pay but they got got a huge backlash um on media right. regarding that right. and then H&M yeah. did the same thing I guess um yeah. so then they move around and say okay no but they got some bailouts from um yeah landlords Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but I, but I think this is also maybe a, a good time to look at, like, look at re- real estate, right? Because uh, yeah. what what is what is happening? Why why do these huge corporations uh, need to you know stop paying their bills after one month? Like, how healthy? How healthy? How healthy uh, is their business? Yeah, yeah but not business. not only that business, but a business model, and and then maybe also. Hey, maybe the 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 real estate is just also crazily taking such a huge part now of uh, yeah. of the revenue. Of, of, yeah, yeah, the fixed fixed cost. I mean, your your rent shouldn't be more than twenty percent of your revenue, right? You know? Yeah. But then you look at so many business models, and it, and it is it's you know thirty, thirty five, forty percent. I mean, I know box owners where their rent is fifty percent of their revenue. They, yeah. You know, and I'm saying either you need to increase your dues, or you need to increase your number of members and your dues. But as you stand, you'll not last. I mean, that's, that's just basic, basic economics, basic business sense. You know, 20% should be your benchmark uh, on, a, on a books and mortar business. Um, um, max, you know, if you can push it down towards 10% is, 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 is way better. Um, but you're never going to get margins. You know, uh, most boxes have a very, very low margin per member, right? You know, if you're charging 120 euros, it's probably costing you like 110 to actually run the box, you know? Um, and and um, so if, if you make a mistake on your rents, in your business model, that's that's pretty lethal. You know, it's it's a good time also to to consider actually purchasing um, uh, water yeah. and stuff because you know if there's going to be a recession, if you've got some if you've got some uh, you've got some some money in the bank, um, there's going to be a recession, and you can put a deposit down on a 500 square meter location or something. Um, and the bank loans are very low here in France. I don't know, probably the same in Germany. The the, the interest rates are very low. Um, they may increase as a recession deepens or goes on for longer. Um, yeah. but, um, it's a good time to think, Hey shit, you know, why don't I invest in, in this? And instead of paying, you know, 10,000 in rent per month, I pay 10,000 to the bank, but in 10 years time, the bloody location is mine. Right? You know? Yeah. yeah, totally. oh, um, And then, yeah. and then if ever, if ever COVID comes in, you know, you get these, uh, did you guys have like, um, uh, mortgage repayment holidays in, G- in Germany where you could push back your mortgage repayments by the number of months you were closed. So if you, I, if you own. Yeah, 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 I think I, I think that w- yeah. that was one of the measurements yeah. that were taken. 
Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a measurement that helps the guy who's purchased his location, right? You know, <laughs> um, you can control your treasury much more. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, I mean, if ever there's another confinement or something, the guy who owns his location is in a much sweeter sp- space than the guy's renting, without a doubt. Yeah, you touch a point over there that I wanted to ask uh, before, and uh, you came, you, you had a background in corporate fitness, we can we call it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With fitness yeah. first, um, yeah. and now you have this entrepreneur fitness, in a way, and you're in contact, and uh, direct contact with so many boxes because of your liaison with CrossFit in France, uh, yeah. French CrossFit area. So what is yeah. it, that you would say, the biggest gap uh, w- between the corporate fitness and the entrepreneur fitness? What is, the, what is it that box owners the should intention. learn? The intention? The intention, intention what, yeah. And the, what the, the the intention the intention in in corporate fitness is just a model that's going to make them money. It's not about results. It's not about giving service. It's about giving service only so you can make money. Um, so the intention is not care and concern. The intention is not making any difference to your local community. Um, uh, and the intention is not upskilling people to give excellent uh, coaching. Um, the intention is just what's going to make us money. You know what what's Gonna, but also because they're in that financial model of having VCs and guys that are looking at a three-month P&L, you know, they want they want results within the next quarter. You know, they don't want they don't want to be here in twenty years' time necessarily. They want the next two or three years before they set on and make money off their shares or that kind of stuff. So, so everything is everything is led from there, right? The whole strategy is led from there. So you look at basic fit, like the guys that are fifty meters across from my box here in Bordeaux. Um, that that box has about 1,000 people going in there on a regular basis. It has 6,000 members. You've got 5,000 members that are paying 20 euros a month. That's 100,000 euros a month. That's 1.2 million a year of people that aren't actually using the service. Yeah. Um, so it's all smoke and mirrors, the, the commercial. Whereas That's what it means. box yeah. will give, yeah. you know, you don't have any minimum commitment period. Uh, you can leave at any time. Uh, higher Jews, but higher Jews. Why? Because we're going to give you results, right? And if we don't give you results, you can leave. But we'll give you results. And, and to give you results, uh, we're going we're gonna to train the ass out of our coaches. We'll give you the very best programming. We'll give you the very best combination of movements. We'll give you the very best instruction. Um, we'll, we'll push you out of your comfort zone. We'll give you the best environment to maximize your, your results. That's our intention. It's the best environment to maximize results. Global Gym is the best environment for them to make money. And so... Global gyms believe in overcrowding. They, they will never have a limit on the number of members they have in a box. They never say, how many people can we actually serve? It's how many people can we keep selling memberships to? And then it's, you know, how many people have left and how many people do we need to sell to um, in order to keep growing? And that's, that's, that they're driven by that. When have you seen not, any change by, okay. to that? No. 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 Is, Shit, is, no. The, the, only, the only change is they saw that CrossFit worked, so they start to do some sort of like HBX bullshit and, uh, you know, um, let's do some circuit trainings. Let's do uh, cross training. Let's do criss cross. Let's do cross shit. Let's do uh, <laughs> muck shit, muck fit, muck cross fit, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, all the all the different variations, but without without actually understanding the methodology, and and um, uh, and even if they do understand the methodology, they're just simple um, employees. Yeah. You know, you 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 own and you run your business. You know, it's you and a bunch of friends that are doing it. You know, and you. You all care enough to, to go and friggin, you know, pass your level ones, level twos, level threes. Um, you're learning about nutrition. Uh, you're in contact with your members. Um, you know, um, 
you want to get kids' classes in, not because kids' classes pay you money. They cost us money. Uh, we do kids' classes because we know it's fundamental for the local community. You know, Globos don't do that shit. You know? and, then, and, and, and you can see it during the confinement. Show me a Globo that did anything during confinement. You know? It took them two weeks to organize this friggin' Zoom class. And they would have one instructor per country for the, yeah. the 150 uh, um, low-cost gyms, you know, giving some shit. Um, uh, Les Mills, uh, Superman, Superman, knee, 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 Superman, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> but for fuck's sake. Um, you know, yeah, but the, the, model, the, model, the model keeps being the best customer is the one that doesn't show up. So giving yeah, that. Exactly. Like, it's, they, they believe in overcrowding. So, you know, um, they, it's like, oh, you know, I can only come once a week. You're perfect for us. You, know? you tell us I can only come once a week. Well, hey, dude, once a week's better than nothing, but if you really want results, let's sit with your agenda. Tell me when is it you work. You know, let's work out when we can find two other sessions so you're coming at least two yeah. times a week, right? That's yeah. the difference in approach, you know? Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah. Yeah, we, ha we have this uh, also, we, we, we looked like, hey, uh, we, we need to get people to train at least three times a week. That's kind of what we've been saying. And some yeah. people uh, like have really hard time doing that. Um, because they're traveling a lot and so on. So we now we have the opportunity now with this, um, we're doing the, like the online personal training and everything. Now we actually have the opportunity to uh, do that. So we can, we can train them on the road now. Um, so th that's going to be a really, really uh, good from the outcome from this, uh, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we basically said like we our basic offer to any member that wants to start here. We say like, hey, we have this membership. It allows you to train four times a week. And they're like, but I, I was just thinking of two times a week. And like, but you should train four times a week. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can find four hours, right? Yeah. Like training training with us four times a week is like going to the global once because yeah. you go to the global once you're going to spend fucking three hours queuing up for fucking bench press you know i went with the us in treadmill and yeah yeah exactly yeah. And... yeah yeah go go on the treadmill and do level three for half an hour bullshit you know come and do fucking fan for seven minutes you get far more out of that than going on a treadmill for half an hour you know? but yeah um i think we have we have really good cards to play with regards to um uh globos at the moment um and i mean I would, I, I'm, I'm not ever ashamed to say to our members, if you have friends, family, anyone you care about, bring them into the box for Christ's sakes, you know, um, you know, you guys are believers, you know, don't let, don't let your friends and family fall into this trap, you know, um, of, you know, the, the thing about, uh, global gyms or commercial gyms is it was perceived as being better than nothing. Yeah. We lost. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it can be oh, that that his uh, phone died. Yeah. Well, that was a nice podcast. <laughs> okay, that was like a traffic. <laughs> Let's see if uh, he pops in here again. Talking about yeah, globos and weren't we? We're, we're, off, <laughs> we're, off, we're off slagging off the, the globo. Just. I think people were listening and we just cut off by NSA or something like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. possibly yeah, yeah. <laughs> book fit book fit yeah. yeah no um no um uh, actually um uh, um we 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 are uh, i want to be respectful of your time and uh, also we we are we are we are, no, no. We are uh, he heading over to 
two next assignments here. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's a bit bit bad timing with everyone, everything. I was supposed to be in, in Bordeaux last weekend. Uh, really? For the weight, weightlifting seminar there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so now it would have been nice to meet in person, but uh, we, will, well, we will need to rebook that. Well, if you guys are ever coming to, to Paris or Germany, um, please just, you know, um, you know, give me a heads up. Um, and I've been, I've been working on my German. Do you want to hear my best German? <laughs> Bitter. Okay. So, um, so this is what I've been taught by German affiliates, right? And they'll know who they are because if they're listening to this, they know who they are. So they're guys that came on some of the training sessions with us. So, um, uh, two bist der sexy. You good, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Ich bin großer Scheiße. <laughs> right? And then wait for this one. This one's really bad. You may have to delete this after this. Um, right. I was thought Googler. <laughs> is that yeah. is that an expression? Is that a German expression? It, it probably is, but I, I'm not native enough to know. Yeah, uh, but I was told I was told that it means something like you know, um, yeah, we're, we're off to church or something like that. Is that yeah. Right? No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about that's about as good as my my German is. I'm afraid. Yeah. So yeah, uh, now, my now my my I'm, French yeah. my French is uh, pretty awesome. Um, I I usually get along very good with French people. Uh, I always say "Je fais l'amour comme le petit lapin." Uh, I make love like a little bunny rabbit. Nice one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So long as it's not the same size as a little bunny rabbit. As long as it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time. Um, and uh, yeah, if if ever you guys are coming to France, please yeah. uh, come on over. Um, as affiliates, if you guys need anything, uh, please hit up uh, Marcus McLean. Yeah. Um, so he's a he's a he's the he's the crazy American in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Um, we when he was here uh, February, we went for dinner with him. So last, yeah. last February. Yeah, no, we, I speak, I speak with uh, Marcus, uh, not every day, but uh, at least we have some touch points every month. Uh, and uh, now Daniel is out, out again. <laughs> it's the French NSA.